Are you for the metaverse? Are you supportive of the metaverse? It doesn't really matter. Like the metaverse, the metaverse is coming. The metaverse is already here. And it's just like, there's so much attention and energy and funding and creativity being pumped into the metaverse. And it is going to be a big part of the future. And with that, we can either choose to be a part of it and prepare ourselves and get in front of it, or we can act like it's not there and not prepare for it or not talk about it. And so I'm definitely supportive of it in the sense that I'm diving in to understand it, to learn how to get in front of it, to help brands market themselves and position themselves and help companies win in the metaverse. And I, I don't say all of that without realizing that there's going to be some challenges like mental health challenges that already exist today with social media, just in a two-dimensional version. Hey, are you interested in marketing, community building, NFTs and crypto, social media, and the metaverse? It's all moving fast and it's easy to be overwhelmed. No one knows the future and no one knows exactly what the intersection of these things will look like. My name is Mark Robinson and I do my best to break it down as we connect with leaders in the space and figure it out together. Thanks for listening as we laugh, learn, and lean into the future of digital marketing. Thank you for listening to the first ever episode of Marketing in the Metaverse. And in this episode, we're going to tackle some of the most foundational basic questions like what is the metaverse? What are NFTs, the blockchain? We're just going to dive into all of these things so that as we talk about marketing in the metaverse and we begin to unpack that, uh, we're operating from a place where we kind of understand the foundation around what the actual, what the, what the metaverse even is, you know, and what NFTs are and blockchain and all these, all these buzzwords right now. Um, so that being said, what is the metaverse? Facebook recently changed their name to Meta, and I think that was a really great PR play on their end because a lot of people are wondering, oh, Facebook is the metaverse. Facebook is creating the metaverse. And no, they're, they changed their name to Meta because they're calling themselves a metaverse company. But metaverse is a lot bigger than just what Facebook is building. Facebook is definitely contributing to and moving the needle forward when it comes to the metaverse. But just like AOL back in the day did not build the internet. They didn't create the internet. Facebook is not creating the metaverse, although they are building and investing significantly into what the metaverse is, just like AOL moved the internet forward. The metaverse is basically a 3D version of the internet. You know, right now we jump on a Zoom call for work, we're scrolling Instagram, LinkedIn, or Twitter to connect with people on social media, or we'll FaceTime friends and family to, to connect and catch up. If you're a friend of mine, you've definitely received a FaceTime call from me because that is my favorite way to reach out to people. If I'm if I'm going to jump on the phone, I'm going to be FaceTiming you. That's just my preferred method of communication. And so all those things though, if we're talking Instagram, LinkedIn, FaceTime, we're we're talking a Zoom call for work. All those things are 2D, right? They're two-dimensional. But enter the metaverse and now it's going to be an immersive 3D experience. So Instead of scrolling Instagram or even instead of watching a movie, you're actually now part of the scene. Instead of zooming into a meeting, you're collaborating in real 3D space with people or at least a hologram or avatar of that person. But right now it's a little bit clunky or not the best experience when you've got some of the people that are in person, some of the people are on Zoom and you're trying to collaborate and audio is not that great and all those things, right? It's hard to have just a pop-up whiteboard session if everybody's not right there in the conference room. But in the metaverse, if everybody can throw on some glasses and all of a sudden it seems like everybody's in the same room, everybody's 
collaborating and pointing and you can see where people are pointing because you're in the same 3D space, it's going to make it just a really uh, seamless experience. That's the goal. That's the vision. That's what people are are planning on creating and building. And other things that exist or I guess things that maybe don't exist when you enter a space like this is language barriers as an example. So there's not going to be a difference in language. If there's the technology to interact with other people's holograms, the technology for real-time translation into your own language for sure will be there. And so you'll be able to actually communicate with anybody from all over the world in real time without actually knowing their native language. You speak your language, they'll speak theirs. But in the metaverse, it's going to be as if you guys are just speaking the same language and everybody's on the same page, right? Um, currency is no longer going to be a barrier. And I just, all the implications of, for business, being able to be anywhere at any time, at any place, communicating with anybody, and it's an equal playing field is going to be a, it's going to be a game changer. It's already pretty commonplace today to meet people via a dating app on the internet and building a little bit of a relationship with them before you ever meet in person. Well, imagine in the metaverse where you can meet somebody from anywhere in the world in real time, you can speak their language, you can connect with them, experience a lot more of their energy and their charisma and all of those things than you can just by looking at a picture, swiping left or right from an app, but you actually get to interact with them in a virtual way. And I think there will be relationships of people who don't even speak each other's language. And when they meet for the first time outside of the metaverse, they won't even be able to communicate. Like the only way that they'll be able to effectively communicate is through the metaverse. And I'm sure that technology could exist outside of the metaverse too. And it probably already does, but those kinds of things are going to be way more commonplace in just the future of relationships of business and education. There's so many different industries. I think every industry is going to be impacted in one way or another. And a lot of them are going to be exponentially moved forward by all these breakthroughs with the technology and the experience that's coming out of the metaverse. So that being said, um, there's a lot of really exciting things. I'm not personally a gamer. Gaming is going to be really fun. If you're into gaming, Gaming in the metaverse sounds pretty dope. Maybe I will become a gamer. I don't know. I don't plan on it. But, um, but it's there's definitely going to be some cool things that exist and and you know come out of the metaverse. That being said, it's not without its challenges and some scary implications that that I look at too. And I'm sure a lot of people are concerned and thinking about this. People have asked me, you know, just even starting this podcast, are you for the metaverse? Are you supportive of the metaverse? It doesn't really matter. Like the metaverse. The metaverse is coming. The metaverse is already here. And it's just like there's so much attention and energy and funding and creativity being pumped into the metaverse. And it is going to be a big part of the future. And with that, we can either choose to be a part of it and prepare ourselves and get in front of it, or we can act like it's not there and not prepare for it or not talk about it. And so I'm definitely supportive of it in the sense that I'm diving in to understand it, to learn how to get in front of it, to help brands market themselves and position themselves and help companies win in the metaverse. I don't have all the answers. And I, I don't say all of that without realizing that there's going to be some challenges like mental health challenges that already exist today with social media, just in a two dimensional version. You know, it's so easy to compare yourself and have the fear of missing out when other people are posting their highlight reels and you see what other people are doing. You know, things like porn are causing a lot of challenges for people today and people's mental health and uh, creating challenges for people in their relationships and that kind of stuff. And you, you put somebody into a 3d world now where you slap on some glasses and you get, 
get all that stuff in 3D. I mean, that's it's kind of scary to think about how people get so wrapped up in this world and have easy access to things that are detrimental to them. And then they'll take their glasses off and go back to her life. And now they're depressed and they're in a room and all they've got is a mattress. Like you can, you can paint this destitute picture of, oh man, the metaverse is going to be so negative, but there's a lot of positive. There's a lot of good that definitely can and is coming from it. And then there's negative things that we just have to be careful for and prepare for. Will they equal out and balance each other out? I think that's yet to be seen, but those are definitely some challenges that all of us, because there's not like an owner of the metaverse. These are things that as all of us enter this space and as we dive into it, we can become aware of and you know, learn how to interact with the metaverse for ourselves in a way where we're taking care of our mental health and we're encouraging others to do the same thing. And we're mindful of, of others' experience as well. That being said, that is what the metaverse is. The metaverse is a 3D digital experience that will replace and kind of build on top of, I should say, what the internet looks like today. Moving on to NFTs. What is an NFT? Okay, NFTs are non-fungible tokens. What the heck does that mean? Basically, it means it's a digital asset that you can't duplicate and you can digitally verify the owner of it. An NFT can be a song, it can be an image, a video, any kind of artwork, really anything that's digital can be turned into an NFT. And some of the things that make an NFT valuable are the art itself, like how cool looking is the actual art that it was turned into an NFT, the utility, the rarity, the community, the social cloud or the bragging rights. There's a number of different elements and I'll dive into each one of those. But before I do, I'm actually going to play a few clips from Gary V. Gary V is somebody that I've looked up to and listened to and read and paid attention to for a long time. He's one of the key people and most influential people that's really a pioneer in the NFT space. So I'm going to play a few clips by him before I dive in and explain some of the things that NFTs, non-fungible tokens, art on the blockchain. If you've ever bought a skin on Fortnite or a power-up in a video game, you know what an NFT is. This is just for the whole world. It's owning a digital asset. What do you think a blue check on Instagram is worth to some people right now? What's a clubhouse invite going for? That's an invite to a platform that is virtual. You can't see a blue check on Instagram. I don't walk around the world with a blue check tattooed on my forehead, but everybody sees it. You can't see my nine million followers on Instagram, or can you? I would argue the reverse. I would argue people can't see most of the fancy things you have in your house, that people can see more digital than they can in real life. We as human beings use physical things to communicate our status, who we are. Digital assets are the scaled version of that. It's one of the biggest reasons I believe in NFTs. The digital world is the world. So I would get educated on NFT. Gary's got an awesome project, NFT project out right now called VFriends, and I really want to get my hands on one but now they're selling for probably about $25,000 each just for a little scribble. If you've seen it, it's a little doodle of, you know, a goat or a parrot or whatever these things are, but they give you access to things like his V conference coming up. And there's just a lot of cool pieces of the community that having a V friend NFT gives you access to. And so why the heck are people paying $25,000 for a doodle that Gary Vee scribbled onto a piece of paper and then turned into a digital piece of artwork? So what are the things that actually make an NFT valuable? What is this whole craze all about? And there's there's really like four or five things that, that make an NFT valuable. So one is the art. Sometimes people just buy art and it's got value just because it looks really cool. There's 
obviously art in the, in the real world where people create art. It's beautiful. It has a lot of value because of who the artist is and the art that they created and people appreciate it. And so because of that, it just has some intrinsic value. Another thing is rarity. So if somebody puts out an NFT project and you'll see a lot of these like where they, they launch maybe 10,000 different unique pieces. But then if one of those pieces has more rarity, meaning it just has more rare traits, then it's going to be more valuable. Just like back in the day when I used to collect baseball cards and basketball cards, if there was one where they only ever made seven of these cards ever and you get one, well, that's a super rare card that makes it that much more valuable, right? Supply and demand. And so if you have a NFT that has very rare traits, that will also increase the value that it has. Utility, a lot of NFTs have utility or when you, when you look at different NFT projects that people are launching and you're looking at investing into one or buying one, then you'll be curious about, okay, what's, what's the utility with this NFT? And that basically just means what are the benefits? What are the perks of ownership? What comes with it? And so that could include, like I said, as an example with Gary Vaynerchuk's vFriends NFT gives you access to his V conference that he's putting on. And you have to be an owner of a vFriend in order to actually have access and get a ticket into that conference. Uh, I've got a couple NFTs from Tom Bilyeu and Tom Bilyeu is the founder of, well, he actually founded Quest Nutrition and then Impact Theory is a media company that he owns. And so having this founder's token and a Mary Mods NFT, both of those I bought from uh, Tom Bilyeu put them out. That gives me free access to his Impact Theory University course. It also, he talked about throwing a Christmas party for anybody who has a founder's token and a Mary Mods. There's, there's different things. Uh, that's just a, a speculation. He hasn't officially announced that yet, but those are the idea of there's some utility there that gains you access to a course or an event or the community, or you get to go to a conference or you get access to like the utility could be a song. It could be a pre-released access to music from an artist. There's a lot of different things that could be utility. It's basically, or it could be a, a bot um, where by buying this NFT, you get a trading bot or you get something that actually can earn you income because you are earning then these tokens or coins. There's a, there's so many different, I mean, endless pieces of utility or ways to break that down, but those are just a handful of the, the ways that, uh, utility is being used. Okay, guys, we're going to press pause here. I'm committed to keeping each episode under 15 minutes and we're almost at that point. So to continue learning about the metaverse, NFTs, blockchain, and to keep this conversation going, tune in to the next episode for part two.